This is Your Path with Bishop Mark from Dallas Universal Life Church in Dallas, Texas. Forget what you think you know about church. In the name of God, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. grace and peace to you from God. Let us pray. God of wilderness and water, your Son was baptized and tempted as we are. Guide us through this season that we may not avoid struggle, but open ourselves to blessing through the cleansing depths of repentance and the heaven-rending words of the Spirit. Amen. 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 Let us confess our sins. Merciful God, we have sinned in what we have thought and said, in the wrong we have done, and in the good we have not done. We have sinned in ignorance, we have sinned in weakness, we have sinned through our own deliberate fault. We are truly sorry, we repent and turn to you. Forgive us for our Savior Christ's sake, and renew our lives to the glory of your name. Amen. Through the cross of Christ, God have mercy on you and pardon you and set you free. Know that you are forgiven and be at peace. God strengthen you in all goodness and keep you in life eternal. Amen. Have a seat, please. A reading from the second book of Samuel. And while Absalom was offering the sacrifices, he sent for, oh boy, Ahithropel, Ahithropel, the, the uh, Gilanite, David's counselor from the city Gilo. And the conspiracy grew strong and the people with Absalom kept in increasing. Moreover, Ahithophel, Ahithophel, let me get this right, Ahithophel, Ahithophel, excuse me, Ahithophel, it's Ahithophel, Ahithophel, 
Ahithophel. Let me try that one more time. Moreover, Ahithophel said to Absalom, Let me choose 12,000 men, and I will arise and pursue David tonight. I will come upon him while he is away, he is weary and discouraged, and throw him into a panic. And all the people who are with him will flee. I will strike down only the king, and I will bring all the people back to you as a bride, as a bride comes home to her husband. You seek the life of only one man, and all the people will be at peace. And the advice seemed right in the eyes of Absalom and all the elders of Israel. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Psalms chapter 41. Blessed is the one who considers the poor. In the day of the trouble, the Lord delivers him. The Lord protects him and keeps him alive. He is called blessed. I in the land, sorry, he is called blessed in the land. You do not give him up to the will of his enemies. The Lord sustains him on his sickbed. In his illness, you restore him to full health. As for me, I said, O Lord, be gracious to me. Heal me, for I have sinned against for I have sinned against you. Heal me, for I have sinned against you. My enemies say of me in malice, When will he die, and his name perish? And when one comes to see me, he utters empty words. <clears throat> While his heart gathers in inequity, when he goes out, he tells it abroad. All who hate me whisper together about me. They imagine the worst of me. They say a deadly thing is poured out on him. He will not rise again from where he lies. Even my close friend in whom I trusted who ate my bread, has lifted his heel against me. But you, O Lord, be gracious to me, and raise me up that I may repay them. By this I know that you delight in me. My enemies will not shout in triumph over me, but you have upheld me because of my integrity and set me in your presence forever. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Amen and amen. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. But you denied the Holy and Righteous One, and asked for a murderer to be granted to you, and you killed the author of life, whom God raised from the dead. To this we are witnesses, and his name, by faith in his name, has made this man strong, whom you see and know, and the faith that is through Jesus has given the man this perfect health in the presence of you all. And now, brothers, I know that you acted in, in, in ignorance, as did also your rulers. But what God foretold by the mouth of all the prophets that his Christ would suffer, he thus fulfilled. Repent, therefore, and turn again, that your sins may be blotted out.
the word of the Lord. One little mistake there, and I'll just ignore that little part at the top, a little blurb up there. Okay. I would see it's kind of a carryover. My apologies. Okay. I'm kind of rushed today, so we'll get through it. Please rise as you are able. This is a responsorial. Let him sing the first part and repeat it after me. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, King of endless glory. From the shining cloud, the Father's voice is heard. This is my beloved Son. Listen to him. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, King of endless glory. It's a little slow coming up there, isn't it? There it is. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. When Jesus had spoken these words, he went out with his disciples across the Kildron Valley, where there was a garden, which he and his disciples created, I'm sorry, entered. Now Judas, who betrayed him, also knew the place, for Jesus often met there with his disciples. So Judas, having procured a band of soldiers and some officers from the chief priests and the Pharisees, went there with lanterns and torches and weapons. Then Jesus, knowing all that would happen to him, came forward and said to them, Whom do you seek? They answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus said to them, I am he. Judas, who betrayed him, was standing with them. When Jesus said to them, I am he, they drew back and fell to the ground. So he asked them again, Whom do you seek? And they said, they said Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus answered, I told you that I am he. So if you seek me, let these men go. This was to fulfill the word that he had spoken. Of those whom you gave me, I have lost not one. Then Simon Peter, having a sword, drew it and struck the high priest's servant and cut off his right ear. The servant's name was Malchus. Malchus. So Jesus said to Peter, Put your sword into its sheath. Shall I not drink the cup that the Father has given me? The true gospel of the Lord. Praise the Lord, the word of life. Okay, guys, be seated, please. So I say good afternoon to you. Imagine for a minute that someone you trust deeply has betrayed you. The details of the betrayal aren't really all that important. Perhaps you told this person something in confidence and she shared it with someone else. Perhaps this person pretended to be a, a supporter and it turned out that he was manipulating you for personal gain. I suspect many of you are thinking about an event that actually happened to you. You haven't conjured up some imaginary betrayal. No. I'm guessing that the prompt brought to mind an actual, brought to mind an actual betrayal. Something that hurt. And at the time, 
hurt at the time and still hurts today. So our theme for today revolves around betrayal. And you may recall that we are working through a sermon series this Lent based on God's call to return to him. We're looking at different events that occurred during Jesus' passion and thinking about the sins committed. And my hope is that we will see the ways that our own sins pull us away from God and that we will hear his call to return to him because he offers reconciliation and forgiveness. In our gospel, the betrayal, of course, is that by Judas Iscariot. He makes a deal with the chief priests and scribes to turn Jesus over to them, knowing full well what their intention is that their intention was to have him killed. Now Judas's actions are hard to comprehend. They are dark and painful and self-serving. We have no problem recognizing the sin in what he did. But it may be harder for us to see the sin when we when we betray Jesus through our own actions. We'll get back to that in a moment. But I want to set the stage by First, looking at another betrayal, an older betrayal, that of King David by his own son, Absalom, and his trusted advisor, Ahithophel. I got it. This is a story of betrayal, but it is also a story of how one sin can beget many others and how the consequences of sin ripple out to impact many more people than we might expect. It starts with a sordid affair between David and Bathsheba. You know the story. He sees her bathing on the rooftop, uh, initiates an inappropriate affair. She becomes pregnant. He tries to find a way to cover up the sinful liaison. But his plan goes awry, and he ups the ante and basically makes arrangements to ensure that her husband, Uriah, will be killed in battle. And in the meantime, David is called out for his sin. He repents. The baby dies. And a huge rift is created with David, within David's family. One of the major impacts of David and Bathsheba's sin is that rift in the family. Absalom, one of David's sons, rebels and undertakes a campaign to unseat his father and take over the throne. One of the people that Absalom enlists in his, in his plot is Ahith, Ahithophel, a trusted advisor to David, who also happened to be, wait for it, Bathsheba's grandfather. Now, what could possibly go wrong? As the story unfolds, Ahithophel, Ahithophel outlines a plot to Absalom by which he would raise up an army of 12,000 men to hunt down and kill David. And, and Absalom liked the plan. Unfortunately, it didn't quite work out that way, which is a little ironic because Ahithophel, Ahithophel's plan probably would have been successful, but David had planted a spy who shy who outlined a different plan involving a lot more men, and Absalom chose to go with that. Hushai, who had tipped David off to exactly what was coming, so it didn't work out very well. Absalom died. Ahithophel died, and David retained the throne. But the betrayal haunted David. In fact, it even came out in one of his psalms, specifically Psalm 41, where David says, even my close friend in whom I trusted, who ate my bread, has lifted his heel against me. And David laments the fact that a trusted advisor, almost certainly Ahithophel, has betrayed him, has turned against him, and taken steps to try and kill him in order to place someone else on the throne. Betrayal is hurtful. We understand the pain that betrayal causes because we have all been 
we've all been subjected to it at some point. It's why I asked you at the beginning of the sermon to imagine being betrayed by someone you trusted. But we don't always consider the way our actions amount to a betrayal of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Ahithophel betrayed David in order to pull someone else on the, uh, put, put someone else on the throne. And you've, you've done exactly the same thing. You betrayed Jesus in order to put yourself on the throne. You denied his hardship. You denied his lordship. Because before others, let me try that again. You denied his lordship before others. You've ignored God's commandments and sought to do things your own way. You treated others thoughtlessly and elevated yourself over them, directly contradicting the biblical encouragement to count others more significant than yourselves. And the result of our betrayal? The gospel message is blunted. The good news is blocked. People don't hear or see the amazing love of Christ because we have pushed Jesus into the background or denied his importance in our own lives. God urges us to be bold in our proclamation of the gospel. Jesus himself said that we were to go therefore and make disciples of all nations. And yet, our actions are exactly the opposite. They are a betrayal that avoids discipling by avoiding the sharing of the good news. A betrayal that seeks to make Jesus secondary to our own ambitions and desires to sinfully elevate ourselves. This is not easy to hear. I, I get that. It's a little like reading from Acts that we heard just a moment ago when Peter spoke in Solomon's portico and called the Israelites to repentance. You denied the Holy and Righteous One and, and asked for a murderer to be granted to you. And you killed the author of life whom God raised from the dead. But Peter's words end with a familiar encouragement. Repent, therefore, and turn back, that your sins may be blotted out. It echoes the invitation that we heard on Ash Wednesday from the prophet Joel. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. And he relents over disaster. Now, astonishingly, Jesus knew all of this in the, Garden of in the Garden of Gethsemane. He knew about Judas's betrayal. Sure. He also knew about yours. He knew that you would fail. He knew that you would betray him in 50 little ways uh, without even in intending to. And he knew that he, he had the solution. Shall I not drink the cup that my father has given me? God says, return to me. I want you to be true to me. But even when you fail at that, I've already stepped in to provide blessings. He offers forgiveness. He offers peace. And he offers the strength to turn back and receive his blessings. When we return to God, we receive that he had, what he has, all that he has promised. We, we are washed in the blood of the Lamb, and our sins are taken away from us. We are strengthened in Holy Communion and in the Word of God, which offers us comfort, but also gives us words to speak and stories to tell to others that they also may turn back to God. In Him, all is made right, all is made clean, and all is reconciled. Can I get an amen? amen. I don't ever have to say that usually. Come on now. May you be encouraged to share the gospel, to turn from betrayal, 
and to return to God. May you be blessed and strengthened in all that you do. And may it bring, may it bring glory to him. Amen. Did you notice we have um, live closed captioning now? It's not always completely accurate. It does kind of come up sound funny sometimes. I apologize. But um, this is uh, live. It's the computer actually taking my words from me and putting it up there for anybody who might be hearing impaired here. It's kind of nice. Neat to have. Like I said, it's not always perfect, but there it is. God of the covenant, you call us to be fruitful servants with, within creation and to offer our lives as the foundation of your realm. We lay before you the desires of our hearts that we would be transformed by, the, by, their full, by their fulfillment for the church, that our trusted selves, beloved daughters and sons of God, may, may be revealed more and more through our Lenten observances. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For a spirit of holy detachment, that as we recognize more fully that our time, knowledge, possessions, and even life itself are gifts from God, we may place these wholeheartedly at the service of God and our neighbor. We pray to the Lord, Lord, hear our prayer. For openness, that we may be attentive to God's voice and never let the blare of busyness, ambition, or nor consumerism drown out God's word to us. We pray to the Lord, Lord, hear our prayer. For true repentance, that we will allow God's grace to turn our hearts around and enable us to put on the mind of Christ each day. We pray to the Lord, Lord, hear our prayer. For all who are called to self-sacrifice, that God will give them the strength to lay down their lives in witness to the gospel and in loving service to those in need. We pray to the Lord, Lord, hear our prayer. For renewal, renewal of our society, that God will heal those wounded by prejudice and injustice and show us ways to dismantle racist structures and practices. We pray to the Lord, Lord, hear our prayer. For all recovering from winter storms, that God will protect them from harm, restore their utilities, and make available the resources that they need. We pray to the Lord, Lord, hear our prayer. For an end to the pandemic and successful production and distribution of the COVID vaccines, that God will guide all who are producing the vaccines to fulfill their responsibilities and assist all who are distributing and administering them. We pray to the Lord, Lord, hear our prayer. For all who are ill, especially for Molly and Jim Phelan, that God will heal them in mind, body, and spirit. Restore them so they can be a blessing to others and share fully in the life of the community. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For all who have died, that their souls be at peace in his eternal embrace, and that those left behind will receive the blessing of our Father's presence to comfort them. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For peace, that God will inspire world leaders to take bold steps to end violence and promote justice through dialogue and understanding. We pray to the Lord. We bring to you our personal intercessions in the silence of our thoughts. We pray to the Lord, Lord, hear our prayer. Grant, O God, that the prayers we offer may be your channel for new and abundant life, not only hoped for, but worked for through faithful word and deed. Amen. We give thanks for all we have received, O God, gifts of love and time, money and abilities into these bowls and into this place. We return a portion of these gifts. Bless those who receive them, just as we are blessed in the act of sharing them. Gavin, can you take care of that for me, please?
Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. For through your goodness we have received the bread. We offer you fruit of the earth and work of your hands. We come rest the bread of life. of this water and wine that we come to share in the divinity of Christ who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we receive the wine. We offer you fruit of the vine and work of your hands and become our spiritual drink. With humble spirit and contrite heart, may we be accepted by you, O Lord, and may our sacrifice in your sight this day be pleasing to you, Lord God. Lord, wash away my iniquities and cleanse me from my sins. May these gifts represent our willingness to deny ourselves so others might be blessed by your grace, your peace, as well as your hope in every moment of their lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All rise, please. The God of the Lenten journey be with you. Open your hearts to God, heirs of the covenant. Let us, get, let us lift glad songs to our exceedingly faithful God. Walk before me, you whispered to creation, God of the covenant, and wonders beyond imagination sprang forth. Bees flitting, flitting from flower to hive, planets spun from the gases of space, dinosaurs plodding through forests. All this exceeding fruitfulness was offered to those you shaped in your image, that we might live in relationship with you. But sin's praises weakened our faith, and we stood in awe of death. Prophets came, calling us to set our minds on all things divine, but we turned a deaf ear to, the, to their impassioned pleadings. So you chose to send Jesus to teach us your heart by the way he lived and loved. With those who find self-denial easy, with those who find their cross too heavy, we glorify you in these moments. Holy, holy, holy are you, God who calls us by new names. All creation praises your surpassing wonders. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is the one who comes to us for our sake. Hosanna in the highest. You are holy God of every promise, and we are blessed by your Son, Jesus Christ. He did not act as if he had, to, had no use for us, but called us his sisters and brothers. He was not grossed out by those sins which tormented us, but he came to heal us. He did not turn a deaf ear to us, but listened to us in a way no one else ever did. He rebuked death, declaring, Get behind me, as he walked out into your resurrection's dawn. As we remember Jesus' ministry and death, as we would seek to live for him, we proclaim that mystery we know as faith. Christ died, taking up his cross and following God. Christ was raised, the covenant promise fulfilled. 
Christ will come, declaring God has done it. Be seated, please. Because our faith depends on your grace, pour out your spirit upon this feast and those you welcome to the table. As you nourish us with broken bread, send us forth to feed the poor until they are filled, to clothe the naked until they are warm. As you strengthen us with the cup of grace, we will take the hand of searchers so together we may find you. We will welcome those rebuked by the world so our hearts may live forever. For on the night that he was betrayed, he himself took the bread. And giving you thanks, he broke the bread. He said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it. For this is my body, which will be given up for you. And similarly, when supper was ended, he took the chalice and giving you thanks, he said the blessing and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it. For this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. And when you gather your great congregation around the Lamb's table, we will join our voices in proclaiming, You have done it, God in community, holy in one. Amen and amen. Let us rise and pray the way that Jesus taught us. Now, there are some new people here, so let me tell you, our, our Father does have a bit of a variation, so make sure you're following along just so we don't have any embarrassing trespasses instead of debts. Okay? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Do not let us fall into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, you said to your apostles, I leave you peace, my peace I give you. Graciously grant this humble church peace and unity, if it is your will. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other a non-contact sign of peace. So I'm going to do this here. Peace be with you, Gavin. Peace be with you. Peace with you, peace with you, and peace with you, and peace with you too, Rome, out there. Now, if you would all please uh, offer each other a non-contact sign of peace. It's just a hello, a hi, a peace be with you, a wave, whatever you want to do. Offer each other a sign of peace, please. Y'all are so quiet. I'm the only one did it. So let's have a seat, please. As always, we celebrate communion in the way of Jesus Christ. All are welcome to share in this celebration. No one is excluded. We humbly thank our Lord Jesus Christ for this gift that we share today and pray it strengthens our bonds as Christians and as men and women for others. Amen.
being the mingling of the symbols of the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, bring eternal life to us to receive it. May the receiving of the bread and cup of life, Lord Jesus Christ, not bring me to judgment and condemnation, but through your loving mercy, be for me protection in mind and body and a healing remedy. May the bread of life keep me safe for eternal life. May the cup of life keep me safe for eternal life. I'm going to come to everybody for communion this time. So you stay in your seats, and I'll bring it to you. If you don't want it, just tell me you don't want it. Okay? Pass our lips as food, O Lord, may we possess in purity of heart that we have, what we have been given in time may be our healing for eternity.
It's one of my favorite parts. I love that. It gives me goosebumps every time I see it. It really does. All right. Let us pray. My bad. Faithful God, your love for us remains constant, even when we falter and fail. Help us to recognize our betrayals and to return to you by the cross of Jesus, where he paid for our sins with his life, <clears throat> so that our lives might be restored through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. All right, folks. Now have a seat. Relax, take a breath. Because it's time for everybody's favorite part of the service. That would be the announcements. You know, I don't get a laugh out of that much anymore. I'm going to have to change that up a little bit, I think. Okay. All right. We'll get through these rather quickly. I know we started late, and I apologize again. I do want to do a little roundtable if it's possible. If you, if you can stay for the roundtable, it's not mandatory, but it is nice when you can stay. It's really my, really is my favorite part of the service is the roundtable. Compliments, concerns, suggestions, or complaints. Compliments, concerns, suggestions, complaints. If you have any of those, you need to use this email address right here, feedback at dallasulc.com. We like to get those in for that information. If we have one of those, we want to take care of it, and we want to you know, acknowledge it. So please email us at feedback at dallasulc.com. Pray at dallasulc.com. Pray at dallasulc.com. That's another email address for you folks. This is for your request for prayer. Now, we do pray here every day at Dallas Universal Life Church. You can request that your prayer be said during that daily prayer. You can remain anonymous or <laughs> you can remain anonymous or you can give your name. You can also ask that your prayers be on uh, said on Sunday during our prayers and intercession with the entire congregation. Again, you may, may remain anonymous or leave your name. So also if you're interested in, um, in dedicating a service to a loved one, it doesn't have to be a dead loved one, it can be a live loved one. Um, you would also use this email address, pray at dallasulc.com. Okay. You know, you can make a difference. Um, we thrive here. The only thing that keeps us going here is the fact that we have donors who are willing to open their pocketbooks to us. Uh, that's what keeps us afloat. And unfortunately, money makes the world go round. It's just the way it is. Um, this is my least favorite part of my job is asking for money for our services. I wish we'd give it away for free and that all of our light bills and our electric bills and our computer problems and everything else paid for could be for free as well, but it's not that way. We have to pay for those things in order to get this message out. So I know it's rough right now with COVID. I know it's rough right now with our economy. I know things are tight. I know that it's the, the, this winter blast we just had, even though it's 70 degrees here today in Dallas. I remember last week it was zero. So I, I know that it's tough. 
But if you can, if you are able to, if you believe in our message, if you like what you're hearing here, if you're not falling asleep during service, if you're doing all of those things, please help us out. A nickel, a dime, a penny, more if you can handle it. Uh, and donate to Dallas ULC. Now you do that by going to DallasULC.com and you'll be a button there on the side that says giving. Actually, that's changed. It'll say donate. I just changed it on the website, so it will say donate. So you go to DallasULC.com and click on donate. Okay? Please help us out. It does make a difference, and that's what keeps us going. We're not, we're nobody. We're nobody. We have nothing here without our donors. Well, okay, so some of you guys say to me, look, Bishop, I want to be part of the church. I want to help, but I don't have any money. Hey, I'm right there with you. Believe me, I understand. So what do you do? You do what we all do. We, we, we volunteer. This is a volunteer church. Nobody here takes a salary, including me. So how do you do that? Well, you go to DallasVLC.com. This is also, I changed this recently as well. It's DallasVLC.com, and you click on volunteer on the list, okay? When you get to that page, you will see a list of some of the positions we have available for volunteers at this time, okay? If you don't see something you like there, don't worry. Bring your own ideas. Come come check us out. We've got other things to do. There's always work to be done here at the church. We always need more volunteers. It's a great way to get involved in your church and meet new people. It's a great way to uh, help out your community. DallasVLC.com and click on volunteer. Hey, did you know we had a podcast? podcast? Yeah, we have a podcast. Can you believe it? No. Y'all are very fun today, I swear. All right, yeah, guys, we do have a podcast. And, and you know what? We're in our fourth season. Four. Fourth season. Uh, I don't know if you know it, but just around the corner. Gavin, what's coming up just around the corner for us? Um, I don't know. What is? Well, I know Easter's coming up, but something Easter. maybe before that. Or maybe just after that. Like somewhere around May 31st. Mm, our anniversary or something? Our anniversary. It's a big one this year, guys. We're going to be having our fifth anniversary. And I'm just kind of bringing this up just because I, I thought about it. It's May 31st. I don't know exactly what Sunday that'll fall on. But whatever one's closest to, we'll, we'll celebrate our anniversary. Now, I want to bring this up to you real quick. I did not put it in the, in the PowerPoint presentation. But look, I need volunteers for uh, interviews for our video. We've done... We done a video about about the bishop. That was the first video we did the first year. The second year we did um, what did we do the second year? The quest was that the quest? It was the quest, which is about what what our congregation does, what we're doing, how we're learning to move on. The third year was the blooper reel, where Tim was the star of the show. Uh, Gavin came up just a close second to that. Uh, last year we did um, it, it was uh, a conglomerate of all of those things, including the devastation of COVID-19 on our communities and on our churches. And, you know, doing Easter here by myself was the most awkward and, and sad thing I think I've done in a long time. Uh, but it came out beautifully, and I hope that some people watched it online and, and got something from it. But that needs to move on when you start getting rid of that. Anyway, so I need some volunteers uh, from anybody to, the idea is going to be, what has the church done for you? How has it changed your life? And I'm not asking for a big epiphany. I'm not asking for a big... I'm just asking for you to stay awake in church. That's all. Um, and I'm asking you to tell us, uh, you know, some of the positive influences or the negative influences. What has it done for your life? How has it changed you? How has it changed you as a person? Think about that. And if you're interested in it, come see me. Because it's not going to be a very good interview if none of y'all decide to do it. Okay? So, you, we have a podcast too, though. You got to check out our podcast. The podcast is different than watching it on YouTube or being here. You always catch something different. You can watch it while riding the bus, while riding your bike, while driving your car. You can listen to it. 
Well, you may say, Bishop, well, how do I, how do I check out your podcast? So that's very simple. You just go to your favorite search engine. You type in your path with Bishop Mark, your path with Bishop Mark. If you want to do it that way, you want to go through one of the apps, you can do that as well. Those apps that carry us uh, religiously <laughs> every week <laughs> are Anchor, Pocket Casts, Stitcher, Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, CastBox, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and TuneIn. So you check out, if you already have one of those on your phone, go check us out. Your path with Bishop Mark. Fourth, 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 fourth year already. Fourth season. It's crazy. Okay. Go and play. Y'all, y'all are going to get lucky today. It's not going to play. Isn't it? No, y'all got lucky. You didn't play. Look, what that's about is it, it plays a 20-second video, a 20-second song, okay? Uh, we've heard, all heard it here. Uh, we're all ad, ad nauseum uh, uh, heard it. Uh, but it's to remind you that if we were all just a little bit more hygienically aware of ourselves and our surroundings, this COVID thing could have been nipped in the bud, I believe. I still do believe that. It's very important. The most basic thing you can do, the, most, the easiest thing you can do is wash your hands. And of course, I, I want you to continue to use your social distancing and wear your masks and things like that. But look, think about what you touch with your hands every day and bring it up to your mouth and your nose and your hair and your sweaty body and the dog and the food and, the, and then everybody else is touching the same thing. And then you go eat something with that. That's disgusting. And we've all allowed it to go on too long. Please wash your hands. Again, after you use the restroom, before you cook, after you cook, when you eat, after you eat. When you go to, you know, when you go outside and take the dog outside, when you pet the dogs, whatever it is, you're picking your nose. I don't care. Wash your hands and use hand sanitizer if you can. Now, when you do that, you need to wash your hands for at least 20 seconds. Okay. It's important that you do that because if you don't, you're just wasting your soap and you're wasting your time. 20 seconds is the only thing, anything longer than that is going to be good for you. Okay. All right. I'll get off of that for now. Please wash your hands. That's all the announcements. We got that pretty pretty good, guys. Not too too bad. Not too painful there. Okay. What did you think of the program this week? Pretty cute, huh? We had to extra, extra, add extra folio for some of the extra stuff for Lent, so we got some extra stuff in there this week. It's a little bit different. No, don't start on your own. <laughs> all right, here we go. Um, if you could all rise for our dismissal. Things I have to wear, I'll tell you. Go now with God on your journey through Lent. Discover the new name given to each one you meet. Go now with Jesus, walking where he leads. Put all your fears as well as your longings behind you. Go now with the Spirit, who is always full of surprises. Share the good news called Jesus with everyone. May the blessing of Almighty God the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit come upon you and remain with you forever. Go now in peace to love and serve God. Amen. We go in the name of Christ.
Knock knocking on heaven's door. You're listening to Your Path with Bishop Mark from Dallas Universal Life Church in Dallas, Texas. So what'd you like, what'd you not like? What do you want to keep? What do you want to get rid of? I said every time we have a round table, it's been a long time since I said it. <laughs> Indeed, it has. One of the things that I gotta say, I love how you touched on the subject of, and it's actually a very touchy subject for some, but for others it can carry a deep, like, unresolved issues, I would say, when it comes to betrayal. Because so many people view it in so many different ways. What's betrayal to some is, to others, is nothing more than 
I guess you could say Tuesday for them. Can you give me an example? Uh, let's say, let's say for example, someone is extremely sensitive, right? Um, they happen to maybe, and because this is an age-old thing, okay. they happen to be into this one person or whatever. Okay. And their friend all of a sudden comes along and says, hello to that person. Just a simple, hello, how are you doing? And that person actually views that as betrayal. Just because of the fact that they said hello. But another person would come along or whatever, and like two entirely different people, and they wouldn't. It, sh it just depends on that person's viewpoint or whatever the case may be. Betrayal, believe it or not, is... It's, it's such a touchy subject. It depends on the whole situation and everything else. It's crazy. I mean... It's like a little jealousy there, too. Yeah, a little bit. As far as the trail goes, like... It's very rare and far few people between because there's, like, so many people I care about and I love that I always do my best to do right by them and I know for a fact that they'd never betray me. But on that note... There has only, typically, and I'll leave the name out. Please do. But one has, and it was one that I never thought would, in any way, shape, form, or fashion, ever, and I mean ever, betray me. But he did. And now, in this, in this day and age, I never in my entire life thought I could actually say that someone was truly deserving of an every indicative now. possible way. Careful now. I, Indicative you possible. Be careful what I, you're saying. I know that he was truly deserving of every ounce of my hatred. Hey, Gavin. Let's stop. First of all, our faith is that of non-judgment. I know. So it's not our place to judge him. We are judgmental per people. We are. It's natural with us. It's not our place to judge him. It's God's job. Leave that to him. Mm. Secondly. Hate. God does not put up with hate. He doesn't allow it. It can't be here. Because hate is directly from evil. Okay? So for you to hate somebody would be a pretty serious sin against God. So I think yes. you want to just think about that a little bit. Be yeah. careful what you're saying here. I understand the strong emotions. I get that. I've been on the other end of it as well. I, mean, I understand what you're saying. But remember your faith. Remember there are rules that God has set for us for reasons. True. Okay. What's the topic? The True. topic is is coming back. The topic of the sermon today was coming back from betrayal. Mm -hmm. You're being betrayed. How do you come back from that? How do you, what do you do? Right? Yeah. You know, we talked about the sermon? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what were some of the things we said? Um, you want to talk? Yeah, I want to talk. Talk to me. Please well, you should come on camera. Come oh. on, you know, come over here. Right. Please come join us. Come, you stand, you can sit, whatever. So with betrayal, like coming back from betrayal, 
um, before betrayal, you you trust everything and everyone, and you don't believe that the people closest to you or anyone at all is actually capable of the act. And then after betrayal, um, you realize that actually anyone in your life is capable of the act, depending on like how much strife or how much uh, weight you add to their life and how much. Yeah. Look, betrayal can happen any time from right. anybody. Yeah. And it really has nothing to do with the subject with, of the betrayal. The person right. who's being betrayed upon, it's not, right. it's not their deal. It's right. the person doing the betraying. Yeah. yeah, right. But, oh, okay, yeah. So, like, you're saying, like, that it ultimately does not um, necessarily have anything to do with the actual person being betrayed? It affects that person, obviously. Right. Badly. It may not be anything personal. And, and a, lot of, a lot of times, inaccurately, it yeah. betrays that person. Because right. the betrayed was supposed to go that way, right? Right. So... The, the actual, the original sin there is, is the one doing the betraying. They may just be an innocent bystander. Right. right. It's the one betraying the, the people. But the, you know, the damage happens, you know, it happens to these people who are being betrayed upon. Right. You know, Jesus was betrayed. Mm -hmm. What happened? He died. He, yeah, you know, he trusted, but he trusted because he trusted. He knew what was going to happen. Though. Jesus yeah. Christ knew the, the, the timeline there. He knew it had right. to be fulfilled. It had to happen. Right. That's the difference there. Right. That's, okay. Yeah. Which tells you again, mm -hmm. it had nothing to do with the fact that Jesus really, all he has to do is forgive now. Mm -hmm. That's what he has to learn. Look, this person betrayed me. They were wrong. They they did wrong to me. They owe me a debt. So if, now what do I do? I have to forgive them. If you choose to take that, that that's, that's what he requires. Okay. <coughs> now I, I would just say if you choose it, right. In Christianity, he says, you know, look. How many times do I forgive my brother, the disciple asked him? How many times should I forgive? Seven times. Right. And Jesus says, no. Seventy times seven times, which in in. Translation means infinity, infinite right. number of times. You should always forgive because if you don't, even if even if, if even if it means forgive, death, if you don't forgive, yeah. you won't be. Forgiven. You are hurting yourself because right. you're holding on to that negative energy. You're holding on to that hate. You're holding on to that animosity. You're holding on to that. Yeah. Remembering that betrayal and right. stuffing it down inside. You're trying to go day to day and live with that. And you know what that does? Right. What does it do? It, it kills you. It, it, it festers. It cancers you. It festers inside you. It, 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 it manifests itself. In, and what does happen? I'm a firm believer in this. I'll say it again. Again, yeah. I believe that that kind of stuffing that down, Don't that kind me. of holding on to those you. things, causes cancer. Yeah. Causes leukemia. Causes uh, brain damage. Mm -hmm. Causes high blood pressure. Causes okay. ulcers. It causes the things that cause us to be sick. Right. And so you're doing that to yourself at that point by not forgiving. Mm -hmm. So it behooves you. Right. To forgive. Yeah, like, they were wrong. And it really has, that forgiveness yeah. has nothing to do with them, really. It has to do with you. For, right. for, for, what worth, for what it's worth, it's always been easiest for me, like, if I can uh, make sense of it in my head, like, okay, if someone steals a little bit of money from me so they can go to the game room or something like that. Uh, a a right. random example, it didn't happen to me at all, but, you know, I, I, would say, I would say to myself, okay, well, yeah, they took that money from me because they needed to go to the game room. Now that that instantly would make it that, that, that instantly would take a lot of anger away from me. Like it, if I can make sense, You're of it, than I am. if I can make sense of it in my head, a lot of the anger goes away because it's like okay, well yeah, they did that because yeah, that's just me. Though, you, you know. Yeah, I'm gonna head up. Okay, thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll do it. All right. Well, you need to call me and let me know. Okay. I, I say this: you're better than me because here's here's the only way that I can really justify that kind of thing, that kind of thinking. Look. No, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean. It's all right. No. I can understand if they were hungry. Right. And right. they needed food. Yeah. And their children need your food. And they look, honestly, there's enough help out there in this world that they shouldn't ever have to steal. Right, right. And it, it doesn't mean that I, that I make sense of it doesn't mean that I that I that I, it doesn't make me angry. But it's, it allows me to move on from it a lot I, easier. You can put yourself you know? in their shoes. Is what you're yeah, saying, you're right. I get that. Right. We can be we can be empathetic, right? right? right. But you know, look. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Just like try to try to take a look at it as if like if the the 
<clears throat> if like, sorry, if the choice was made, okay, if, if you were the wrongdoer, right, in, in the problem, and you had to be forgiven, you know what I'm saying? Like, always get it like that. I'm right there with you. Yeah. That's what I meant to say. I agree. You don't, you don't want to be the one spreading wrath and hate and then and, and destroying everyone and bringing everyone down when, when it comes your turn. Like, you know, you didn't well, forgive, so. <laughs> either way, that's one reason not to do it. There's other reasons as well. It's the fact that we love our brothers and sisters. Yeah, right. right? And we're here to be man women for others. That's what we're here for. Right, Gavin? Yeah. We're not here to cause that kind of havoc. Yeah. That kind of BS that, 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 that happens in our world every single day. Right. Did you have more to offer on your story here? We're good? Yeah. No, yeah. Look, anything yeah. else I would have to offer would probably be in private. Jesus Christ forgave all of these people, these sinners, for killing him, for beating him, for maiming him, for hurting him, spitting on him. And he continued, those are the exact people that he died for. Right. Us, because we're the ones that do that. Yeah, I don't do that. I don't spit on Jesus. I, don't, I never did. I never said crucify him. Right. Yes, you did. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go back to my bubble yum story. Mm -hmm. Go to Walmart, you sell that bubble yum. Mm -hmm. What are you doing? You know it's not yours. Right. Yeah. You know it's not right to take Be it. Good, okay. right. But you go to Walmart and you put that bubble yum in your pocket and you walk out and you put that gum in your, in your mouth and you're going down the street and you feel bad. You feel like you got this guilt going on because God's getting that guilt. And you already know it's right and wrong. Yeah. God said, hey, here's some guilt. Just make sure you know. Right. And you said, oh my God, why did I do that? I feel I just feel horrible. The gum is so good. But oh, I, I did it. I, so I, I, I will, I'll never do it again. The and the next day you go and do it again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the next day you go and do it again. And then yeah. you're not repenting. You're not learning anything. You're not right. helping yourself. Forgiveness is, forgiveness is about you. Right. It's a subjective thing. It's not about them. If that person who stole your BMW is down in, in, in Cozumel, okay, yeah. sipping on a margarita, and all you can think about is that person sitting, do you really think they're thinking about you? Well, no, 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 no. Not a damn bit. No, no, so no. who is it hurting? Oh, Yourself. Their sin's already been done. Right. They will be punished for that. Right. And that's when we want that revenge, right? Right. Jesus well, Christ didn't come back. They killed him. karma. And he didn't come back for revenge? Yeah. No. I think that pretty much says it all. We're trying to follow in his footsteps, right? Yes. Your big footsteps right to fill right very difficult Come sometimes on. um <clears throat> so about betrayal um i know a lot about betrayal um it's been pretty prominent in my family life even today like being betrayed by my sister um you know and they're helping her and doing all this stuff for her because she's disabled and then i get you know a death threat and thrown out you know um and I have to remember, you know, these are sick people. And this is how I choose to look at it. Like, not just sick mentally, but we're all sick people. Because we're human. You know, we're sick. Um, we're not but perfect. We're not perfect. The goal is to aim for that and to strive for that. And to try to be more Christ-like every day. But you can't use that as an excuse. As an excuse Thank you. I was just thinking your, of that. For your discretions. You cannot use yeah, that as an excuse no. for your sins. You, you sin, I was take on that responsibility. That. Take it exactly. on. Exactly. Exactly, but I was just saying that to say, like, whenever I think about being betrayed, I think about my lowest moments in my life, when I've done things that I really wish I hadn't done, and there is somebody in my life that I have betrayed at one time or another, whether intentional or otherwise, and sadly for me to say, there have been some intentional ones, 
I don't have to think about, you know, in the Bible it says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. It's just another sin. Right. It's just me messing up again. It's just me being human. All sins I'm, are the same in the eyes of God. Exactly. There's no way to look at that. They're all the same. Exactly. But I just have to come to Him and seek earnestly. Um, and be willing to repent. And willing. Yeah, the willingness. What is repentance? Change behavior. I'm asking for forgiveness for the... Turning around, right? That's yeah. what we said last week. The meaning of repent. Right. Turn around. So you're walking down that dark alley, right? Yeah. Pretty, pretty scary. Mm -hmm. The best thing you do is to turn around. That's what your fiber, fiber in your being is telling you to do. Turn around. Right. Yes. But if you don't turn around and you ignore it, it doesn't take away from the thing that's behind you. It's the thing that's in front of you you got to worry about. You're walking down that aisle mm -hmm. into sin. Mm -hmm. Right? Turn away from it. Ken? Yeah. You gotta keep your eyes open to say what you're saying. True. Those dreams will get you. Very good. I'm sorry to hear that uh, you're having some trouble. Um, I knew where to come. Absolutely. All are welcome here. Um, it, just to kind of point this out, we are we're doing things a little. We were doing a series this year, which I like to do about this time of year. Um, when we do a series, we're not following the RCL. No. Mm -hmm. you no, know, the RCL is it's the Revised Common Lectionary. It's the what most of the Christian churches uh, follow as far as our guidelines for what what we're going to read that week, right? Right. right. So you know, normally we'd have we wouldn't really be talking about the Passion of Christ, which is his arrest okay, at Gethsemane. And I have so much trouble saying that. Gethsemane. Yeah. Gethsemane. Yeah. Uh, his arrest at Gethsemane and uh, his ultimate trial and then crucifixion. That's the Passion of Christ. That's usually done during Holy Week, mm -hmm. but. This week, I think we all are advanced enough in our Christianity, in our, in our Christian learning, that we know those stories yeah. uh, pretty well, yeah. so that we can discuss more in depth some of the parts of it through this forty-week period or forty-day period of Lent, yeah. and expound on that a little bit. I think it's not. I didn't want to do the same old thing again. Yeah, there's going to be some people that are going to be a little, you know, not catching up with us yet. They'll right. understand it later, though. Right. It's important for us to continue to dig deeper into that passion and into that Holy Week and into that what's going on that, that week. And, and, and talk about it. I think it's yeah. important. Like one night, a couple nights on, on Holy Week is not enough. Right. It's not enough to get, a, get to really get into this. Mm -hmm. Right. You're so right. this whole thing of coming back to God, coming back to God. I know it's tough. Mm -hmm. We we got we got to work on getting getting you a, a, just a, a nice massage one night and just letting you sleep wow. to your heart's content. Mm -hmm. Is, mm -hmm. is, is it my voice? So no, it's not at all. No, oh, no, no, it no. is. No, no, it's just I mean, is it's it a boring topic? No, it's not that at all. It's just it's, it's, I haven't had gotten enough sleep the last couple of days. It's, it's actually so, been. Is it my fault? I'm a slave driver. Mm. Yeah, that's what it is. No, I don't think so. No. <laughs> all right, look. Got some more for me? Done? Me? Me? If anybody has anything else on this, obviously, I'm always available. I say always available. I try to be available for you as much as I can privately for counseling. I'd like to claim you first. No, I'm sorry? I'd like to claim you first. You have them. Well, we, <laughs> obviously, look, uh, I do have a schedule. Mm -hmm. So you need to make an appointment with me. Okay? Mm -hmm. I'll be glad to do that when we can. Okay? Things have been really hectic. The, the winter blizzard really caught us by mm -hmm. the toes, I will say. Um, I mean, we had the church, there were people here every night of the winter blizzard who were stranded yeah. So it was rough. And then we had the flood oh, yeah, in the back yeah. of the house, back of the church back there, church slash house, whatever. Yeah. We had a flood. 
uh, neighbors' pipes apparently blew and got busted, and, and we had a lot of water coming through here, and it was very cold outside. Uh, we had some, some other plumbing issues of our own that we had to correct. Uh, my father came in town, which is a milestone in itself, because yes. I, I have not seen my father it was in an nearly three years. So it, it was a stressful week, couple last couple of weeks for all of us. I think all of us experienced, in one way or another, some pretty, pretty heavy-duty stress. And I could all use a little rest, but guess what? We're in Lent. We're not going to be resting yet. We have some learning to do. We have some repentance to do. We have some introspective thinking. Now, I'm going to tell you this again. I want you guys to look. When I give you an assignment, I really do think about it hard before I give it to you. I want you to understand that I don't just throw things out there after you to make you have to work. Okay? So, Tim started his last night. This, is uh, this assignment, and, and I think he may be on the cusp of something. It's not there yet, but he'll be there. Okay. Mm -hmm. He's still a very superficial area. Mm -hmm. okay. What I'm going to ask you to do is for the next five, no, next six days, which will bring us up to the next Sunday, okay? The next six days, I want you to take 10 minutes out of your day. There's a lot of minutes in the day. I'm asking you to take 10 out of your day. Get to a, a private place that you can get to with a mirror, like a bathroom or bathroom vanity, someplace where you're not going to be disturbed for that 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. And I want you to get yourself up to that mirror, your face, touch your nose to that mirror, so you're right there, and then back up as to where you can focus, okay? <laughs> and I want you to be blurry. I want you to see your image in that mirror, and I want you to look dead into your own eyes mm -hmm. for 10 minutes. Don't look away. Don't get distracted. For 10 minutes, for the next six days, for 10 minutes, look into your eyes. I'm a firm believer in the fact that I, I think that the eyes are the window to the soul. Very true. Guys, this is a powerful exercise, and it has broken many a strong man. So I warn you of that. What you find, you may not like. You may surprise yourselves. And find some really cool stuff. But this is a this is a this is a big thing for me. I, I, I love this exercise. I do this exercise on my own still. Because how I, I deal with the, the things I'm looking into myself. It's literally looking into yourself. You understand that? That's what it's supposed to be about. It's introspective. You're turning everything. All the eyes are now on yourself. It's trying to be a little more selfish because you need to be. You need to revamp yourself. You need to figure out this. I need to do better. Right. You all know that. You all know that. Maybe Tim knows it when he's asleep. Mm. Anything else? Mm. Mm. Mr. I'm hungry. Yes, sir. Okay. Circle up. Please don't hold hands. No holding hands, please. Okay. Once ready for dinner, too. Circle up so just kind of get this, you know, around. And we're not going to hold hands. Okay. So. Oh, God, I'm getting old. Mm. Thank you for the years. <laughs> this is wasted on the young, I tell you. Father in heaven, thank you for this opportunity to come together today and learn more about you and your love for us, your divine. Okay, let daddy get this, okay? Let daddy get this. We'll be done in just a minute. I don't need you to help me with this. I got it. I promise. I got it. I promise. Don't yell at me, please. 
Okay, easy. Help us understand what your will is. Help us point us, help point us into the right direction that you're trying to get us to stay on that path that you built for us back when our day on our day of our birth. I want to thank you on a personal level for the sunshine today. I, I, I hate cold weather and last week was miserable. I enjoyed the camaraderie of the people being here. I'm sorry that they were stuck here. I hope I made them feel comfortable. Um, but thank you for the warmth this week and the rain and the, the wonderful, though it seems to be maybe the beginnings of spring, let's hope. Father, I ask you to watch over all of our families, our friends, for those who are still out there searching for something. Let's hope that they find the something, which is you. Let's hope that we continue to walk with you to become something much better. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.